Welcome to the Good Fight Radio Show, a program dedicated to bringing you vital and uncompromised truths that you won't hear in the mainstream media, discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how these issues relate to family, culture, and the church. The heart of this show is to glorify Jesus Christ and expose the works of darkness as he is commanded in Ephesians 5.11. Now here's your host, Good Fight Ministries' own Chad Davidson. Welcome back to the Good Fight Radio Show. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And with me, as always, is the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. How are we doing today? I'm doing wonderful, brother. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Also with us, as always, is the show's producer, Tony Palacio. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic with the winds gone and the power back on. (laughs) Amen. Amen. It is nice. uh, If you guys don't know, in Southern California, usually it's typically October to December. So we're kind of late on this. Desert winds, yeah. yeah. Way late. Uh, Yeah, we usually get that Santa Ana winds, they call it, right? Um, It's been beautiful, you know, weather, but farmers are hurting out here, man, because they get that early bloom and that's going to hurt the crops, so. Yeah, yeah. It's not all good news. Yeah, it's, Mm. it's, it's been pretty rough. And for a lot of us, our power went out, so... For some reason, also in this area, if the power goes out, your LTE not it's not, it, like it I just read a everything. book for three hours because I was reading scripture and yep. I was working on a book, so I was like, I just read uh, for quite a while, hung out with the kids, did some stuff. But yeah, pretty pretty interesting. Cool thing was, and I'll mention this because I'm going to read a testimonial here in a second. But uh, we just passed January 19th, which was my son's birthday. Uh, which also happens to be uh, my rebirth day. But four years before he was born, uh, after watching They Sold the Social Rock and Roll, I got on my knees and gave my life to Christ. Praise about... the Lord. Happy birthday, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Uh, at about 3 a.m. And then, uh, yeah, four years later, uh, the Lord, when I thought that uh, after getting saved, I didn't think, one, I would be married to anybody. Uh, I thought I was had the gift of singleness. And the Lord said, no, nope, you're going to be married. And then he said, nine months and five days from your wedding, when I thought I could never have kids, I had my first little boy, and now I have four. Like two boys, two girls. Um, Praise the Lord. Full of symmetry. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're good <laughs> to go. Symmetry. But, uh, yeah, we were. I, I bring that up because we were at uh, Pastor Joe's house, and we were having uh, a, a birthday party, you know, with uh, little Eli, my, my firstborn. And right when we went to go pray... <laughs> Boom, the power shut off, right? When we go and pray. <laughs> it was memorable. Over it was funny. Birthday. Like, I remember this birthday. And the cool thing was, uh, is my brother-in-law, who ended up giving me the DVD, they sold the social rock and roll that I ended up coming to the Lord through. Um, he got my son Eli goggles, uh, night vision goggles. So he, oh, wow. was, he was the most stoked kid you could ever meet <laughs> as he's running around with his night vision goggles in the dark. He was like so excited. So it worked out. God's providence. And for those yeah. who are newer to our ministry, newer yes. to the show, and you're saying, oh, that was nice of Joe to throw a party for Chad at his birthday party at his house. Well, we would have done that anyway. We love Chad. But, but he's married to my daughter and Eli's my grandson. That's so right. it's just great all the way. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So that that is cool because I already said, hey, I wanted to read a testimony, but I had thought about it as we were talking about the lights going down. And I saw this testimony and I was been talking to this brother now for the last week or so. And uh, I told him I would read you the testimony and you were sick. And so I came over and I still read it to you. And I told him you were you were you were blessed by it. But I said, you know what? I think it'd be cool to read it on the show. So I'm going to. So he said, hi, I wanted to thank Pastor Joe Schimmel for bringing the truth of the wickedness of pop culture and rock music. The funny thing is, I actually watch Sorcerers of Rock and Roll, which is Rock and Roll Sorcerers of the New Age Revolution, the one, yeah. when I was in sixth grade during a sleepover with my cousins while looking to watch spooky things, mainly because of the backwards masking of music and the Illuminati. <laughs> wow. 
He's like, I actually agreed with Pastor Schimmel and the evidence he brought forth while my cousins and their friends during the sleepover were mocking such an idea to be true. Fast forward years later in high school, I started drifting away from God, rather uh, rather into the belief of evolution and atheism. I was really into The Doors and Jim Morrison so much that I wanted to be just like him from reading all the books he is believed to have read and even trying to sing like him. I was just in full idolatry. The only thing I didn't want from him was was his drug usage. Strangely enough, though I found Pastor Schimmel again in a video and totally recognized him mainly from his voice when speaking about rock and rock music. This led me to Good Fight Ministries expose on the doors and after believing it to be true and binge watching the other expose videos on the Good Fight Ministry channel, I went back into my sin and continued listening to these bands until I went back one more time to watch Pastor Schimmel's expose and his testimony, which I never watched before. I was convinced that this is true and I need to stop and I got to say that I have, to much extent, stopped listening to rock music and most other popular artists. However, I do tend to listen to a few 80s pop songs, which I do know are full of messages such as fornication and other unbiblical pursuits. Nonetheless, I want to ask if there's anything I can do uh, because I look to join a church. He, so he's looking for it. He's trying to, he said he's, he's worried about some King James onlyism and so forth. However, I just want to thank you all for your amazing work. Uh, and for helping me wake up and return to the flock for believing in Jesus Christ and believing in Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. And then he said later that he listens to the podcast show and, and all the oh, podcast shows work. and the messages and mm-hmm. everything. And so now he's looking for fellowship. So I'm trying to find ways to get him connected now. Uh, Praise the Lord. Return to the Father, brother, and, uh, yeah. and the Lord Jesus. And he's patient and he loves you and continue to seek him. Man, that's a great testimony. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I like that too. Um, one of the cool things is when we talk about these things and we talk about testimonies, uh, even starting this show, one of the things I had talked about with Joe is that there are plenty of people, and we've had, uh, we've read them on here, uh, plenty of people that I've read that have said, hey, I watched this sort of rock and roll or rock and roll source in the New Age Revolution a long time ago. Now I'm, I, I was thinking about just getting back in the faith. I need, I need to get right. And I looked it up to see what you guys were up to, what Good Fight Ministries is up to. And uh, next thing I know, you have a podcast. And next thing you know, I'm just listening. That's all Praise I listen God. to every day, you know. So really, really cool. And don't forget also, just I, I, I know we're doing a lot of housework before we get into it. This is an important topic. Um, but we also have the Good Fight Radio Network. And I was just getting mm, messages yeah. uh, from my brother in Christ, Eric, up in, in Idaho. And he was sending me screenshots. Dude, this message is so good. Oh, man, this message is awesome. <laughs> there's you know, a lot of great content there's on there. There's just so yeah. much great You're content. You're going to have a hard time finding a better I have to say, Christian station than that because it's just filled with just radical men of God. Except man. for when our power goes out and the station goes down because it's running on a computer. But you still but get music. You still get music because we have a backup on on our uh, backup. Did server it go down online. again? Yeah, it's not went, back up yet. It's up. Yeah, it's up. As soon oh, as the power right. comes back on, it comes back well, up. Well, thank yeah. you for that segue because what we're going to be talking about today is the true power of the Holy Spirit versus the <laughs> false power of the Holy Spirit. That's and right. where lights are dim and there is no dawn in the false prophets that we're going to be talking about Isaiah today. Isaiah 20. <laughs> Amen. So uh, we wanted to talk about Jeremiah Johnson, Chris Vallatin, and others as well. There's plenty of others that we could go through. But I think the focal point, because we want to more talk about Scripture as best we can uh, concerning this, when it comes to false prophecy. And this is going to be related to something that just happened last week, and that is the inauguration of Joe Biden that took place. Now, many people prophesied that Donald Trump would be reelected. And that he'd be president four more years. And that he would be president. And many people had to come out after he lost the election 
and say no. And in fact, I know in Chris Vallatin's, uh, he had to say sorry and then take down the sorry. And I don't know if the sorry's back up again. So we'll have to check that out at a later time. But well, nonetheless. Did he repent of his repentance? Yeah, I thought it was okay to be wrong on prophecy. So well, in his world. We're going we're gonna to talk all about that. But in an article titled, I Was Wrong, Jeremiah Johnson uh, apologizes for false prophecy predicting Trump's second term win by Heather Clark at Christian News Network. Here is what it has to say. Self-identified prophet Jeremiah Johnson, who, according to the recent statement, believed he had been, quote, given an assignment to help the body of Christ prophetically discern the plans God had for Donald Trump, end quote, has apologized for falsely prophesying that Trump would win a second term in the White House. Quote, I would like to repent for inaccurately prophesying that Donald Trump would win a second term as the president of the United States. I refuse to uh, blame the saints and say it didn't come to pass because they did not pray enough, nor will I proclaim Donald Trump actually won. So I was right, but now it has been stolen from him. I believe the first statement seeks to alleviate the prophetic messenger from the responsibility of what he prophesied, and the second statement is filled with potential pride and an unwillingness to humble himself and admit he was wrong. Now, that received quite the backlash. In fact, mm-hmm. on a follow-up article only a couple days later, we see that he had to say this about that. And I can tell you this. We posted that article on our site, and I can tell you that we got a number of messages telling us that prophecy is right. You guys are wrong. But now I'm glad, Joe, not glad that you got sick, Joe, but it worked out that we were able to do this after the inauguration so we don't have to make any predictions. You yeah. know what has taken place? And now we can just say they were simply flat out wrong. And so were the people. I'm sorry. I love you guys coming on our page telling us how wrong we are. And he, that Trump was still going to be president. Trump was still going to be president. They know. QAnon told them. Whatever it was. So we 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 love you guys. But guys, this is serious now. Let's stick to the scripture, man. You Amen. can't just you know go by what people prophesy and so forth. You know, a hope deferred makes the heart sick. And you want to make sure your hope is placed on the one who Fully never Jesus, ever ever. Uh, it falls down uh, to the ground in terms of his word or who he is and his character. So let's read what happened to Mr. Jeremiah Johnson before the inauguration. Quote, over the last 72 hours, I have received multiple death threats and thousands upon thousands of emails from Christians saying the nastiest and most vulgar things that I've ever heard told in my family and ministry. I've been labeled a coward, a sellout, a traitor to the Holy Spirit and cussed out at least 500 times. He says, to my great heartache, I'm convinced parts of the prophetic charismatic movement are far sicker than I could ever have dreamed of. Yikes. I truthfully never realized how absolutely triggered and ballistic thousands and thousands of saints get about Donald Trump. It's terrifying and it's full of idolatry. Yeah, and it's interesting because uh, he's actually had been part of the problem. I don't know if uh, if he's truly repentant. He will not make another prophecy again because he's obviously not a prophet of God. You know, all sins can be forgiven, and, and blasphemies were served with the sentimental blaspheme. Jesus said, uh, "But he that speaks against the Holy Spirit will not have forgiveness in this world; the world to come." Mark three twenty eight. However, uh, so he can be forgiven of those sins of false prophecy sign if he repents, has to change of heart, change his mind, humbles himself to the Lord's contrite and spirit, and says, "Lord, I know I'm not a true prophet of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I've given false prophecies. Please forgive me." And have mercy upon me because uh, this is serious stuff. Because these a lot of folks go down these paths because they have 
these people that are projected as Christian leaders telling them they've heard from God. Therefore, they think the Lord is telling them, hey, Trump's going to be, you know, from God. You know, like it's skywriting. Trump's going to be president for four more years. And a lot of it's too because of the New Apostolic Reformation guys. A lot of these guys have prophesied, you know, that, you know, the world's going to get better and better. Uh, that, that, you know, we're going to take the seven mountains and the kingdom of God's going to spread throughout the earth. And they're given a pipe dream, man. The Bible says when they're saying peace and safety, sudden destruction will come upon them. As real upon a woman's child, they shall not escape. Uh, it's a false peace movement in the end. It's a false kingdom in the end. The kingdom of Antichrist. And he'll claim to be God. So the temple of God showing that he is, show himself that he is God. So there's a whole false demonic movement in the end that makes it look at, so the church is winning. And many people pin their hopes on these prophecies. Hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that Trump did do some great things. Uh, also, he did some things we disagreed with. He was he called himself, or his administration called him the, the greatest supporter of, of, of homosexual marriage and so forth in the world, you know, and exported that to a lot of the world. So uh, our hope is in Jesus, you know. Amen. But it's interesting. He's saying, hey, this is look at what's wrong, how bad the body of Christ is. Well, you got to own some of that because you affected them with a lot of your lies and a lot of the lies that others were affecting them with as well. And it's interesting because he does say he refuses to blame the saints and that they didn't pray enough. He says some interesting things. Uh, he said it was because of, uh, he's not going to say it's because of Trump. His own. Or he does say, he states that he now believes God decided to remove Trump from office because of his own pride and arrogance. So it's kind of interesting. He does kind of couch it saying that he was in danger of becoming like a Nebuchadnezzar because of his pride. So in one way, he kind of hints that, well, maybe my prophecy didn't come to pass because of Trump's pride. Not saying that was his motive. I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. When I was reading that, I was like, what are you saying here? Yeah. Uh, he said, Joe Biden becoming the 46th president of the United States is meant to humble not only Donald Trump, but all those who worshiped him more than they kept their focus on Jesus Christ. And yeah, no doubt a lot of people had their focus and were more excited about Trump, talked more about Trump to people than they talked about Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Romans 1.16, you know, the Bible, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it's the power of God and salvation everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Greek, you know. And Jesus said, if we're ashamed of him at his coming, he'll be ashamed of us, you know. When, uh, if we're ashamed of him now, he'll be ashamed of us at his coming. So it's imperative that we make sure that we are excited about Jesus, that we're sharing the gospel with people, that we don't have pipe dreams that this world is going to get, get, you know, become this, just blossom into a, a millennium and where Christ's going to reign before he comes back. That's that's not biblical. Scriptures are clear. Things are going to get worse. Amen. Uh, man, I'll tell you, I've got to be honest with you, man. My heart, you know, you know, Biden told my wife, I don't even want to see the news today, mm. you know. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to see what's going on for a little while. I just want to focus on Jesus, getting the gospel out, focus on the kingdom. And hopefully, you know, Christians will say, hey, what am I supposed to be doing? Amen. Spreading the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know. Uh, and, of course, you know, a little bit later in the day, checked out what some people were saying, what the headlines <laughs> were. You know, I had to, got to keep up with what's going on to a degree, you know. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, the scriptures are very, very clear. I mean, Chris Volatin, same kind of false prophecies. He's a leader in the NAR movement, New Apostolic Reformation. He's one of those guys teaching that the tribulation, the Antichrist, that, that's not coming. Things are going to get better and better. These are all demonic teachings, guys. He's the second, you know, he's right after, you know, uh, Bill Johnson there, uh, over there. At, uh, and number two guy. You know, yep, yeah, Benji, he's number two guy. Mm. And Benji, uh, the wife of uh, Bill Johnson Benny. there. Or Benny, <laughs> Benji. <laughs> uh, that was a TV movie about a, or that was a movie about a dog, right? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, she actually named herself, not after Benny Hinn, or Benny Hill, but after Benny Hinn. And uh, the wife of Bill Johnson, you know. And there's been a lot of false prophecies. We've documented them coming out of their Supernatural School of Ministry, which was, by the way, founded by Chris Volatin, who also made false prophecies. In fact, uh, 
He publicly declares that he is not a false prophet after making false prophecies. He says, I want to sincerely apologize for missing the prophecy about Donald Trump. Now, this isn't Jeremiah Johnson. This is Chris Volodin. Yeah. It doesn't make me a false prophet. I prophesied he would become a president four days after he declared his candidacy. And he goes on to say, I prophesied that Trump would not be impeached. I'm very sorry to everyone to put their trust in me. Uh, there was a major, major mistake. I, I like it when they use the word mistake instead of sin. I don't mm-hmm. like it, but I mean, it's interesting. You yeah. know? I like the way he does it in, in a sarcastic kind of way. It's wicked, man, because they, they call these mistakes, you know. Mistakes are when you put, when the pizza guy puts anch- or anchovies on instead of your pepperonis, right? Or forgets mm-hmm. gluten-free crust. <laughs> yeah, for Chad and my daughter, right? <laughs> Oldest daughter. Same, my second daughter, too. But I'll tell you what, guys. This is not just mistakes. These are these yeah. are wicked perversions claiming that you are speaking for God and leading people away from God and his truth and then causing them to doubt God and his truth. You mm. know, this is the, there's eternal ramifications for these things. So uh, this needs this kind of stuff where you need to put your head in the ground here. He hands you for the Lord and say, God, have mercy on me. You need to weep before him when you do these kinds of things, because, uh, you, you, you know, Jesus said if you cause one person to stumble. Oh, yeah. You know, one of his little ones mm-hmm. It's better that a huge millstone be hung around your neck. You'd be down and drowned in the depths of the sea than what was going to happen to you. What's going to then your fate. So I encourage Chris Volatin to repent and repent of the whole movement. And get right with Jesus, man. Yeah. Jesus says, what's the profit, man, if you gain the whole world and you lose your soul? He's not even gaining the whole world. He's got a little tiny niche in, in the church, you know? And you're going to sacrifice your soul for claiming to be a true prophet of God. Mario Murillo, he's another one yeah. uh, that prophesied, you know, falsely over and over again. And, yeah. You know, about Trump as well. You know, I saw him like 30 years ago uh, over at a Church on the Way. I was visiting him because he was a guest speaker and... Uh, and I thought, I'd, you know, some friends wanted to check it out and stuff. And all of a sudden he starts prophesying. I'm like, ah, you know, this does not look biblical at all, the way his format was and everything. Just just way, you know, out of the box, biblical, out of the biblical, you know, parameters. Because he was prophesying and he told a lady not far from me. It was at Jack Hayford's church, which we were visiting. Uh, and I was just checking it out. I was a newer Christian at the time. And I knew the scriptures and I knew what the scriptures said on the gifts. And I, I, agree, I agreed with Tozer, who said that there's not one syllable that says the gifts are gone. Yeah. Uh, and I'd read MacArthur's book, How They Cease. I'd read, you know, uh, uh, Chuck Smith's book, you know, Charisma versus Charismania, I think it was called. And and I was checking out every subject, you know, under the sun. And doctrinally, I'd landed on, no, there's, no, there's, in fact, you see the gifts and the power of God right until Jesus returns. Read the book of Revelation, you know, read Acts 2, read Joel 2, you know, read Mark chapter uh, 13 about Jesus had the Holy Spirit's going to give you utterance when they bring you during the time of the Antichrist when they bring me before kings yeah God will still work radically but guess what so will the false Christ so will the false prophets so you have to have your head on a swivel yeah. you have to test everything hold fast that which is good you just stay in the scripture and be very you know scrupulous about uh, as soon as someone starts prophesying I'm sorry my antennae goes up and I'm sorry yeah. you have to prove yourself first over and over and over again before I, and Marsh Marillo man he starts prophesying like well what's this guy doing you know heard a little bit about him and all of a sudden, he's like, to a lady not far from me, in front of me, yes, ma'am, da-da-da, you have this. And she nodded her head as though she was, he thought she was a green, I guess. And then he went down the rabbit trail. But she had a problem, but it wasn't what he, he said. So I think he misunderstood her, and he just kind of diagnosed her. And then she shook her head and said, no, that's not wrong with me. I do have this wrong, though. And he goes, well, it says they shall prophesy in part. <laughs> Paul said, we shall prophesy, we prophesy in part. 
And I was familiar with 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And when Paul's talking about prophesying in part, he's talking about in light of that which is to come, that which is perfect. When that which is perfect has come, that which is in part shall be done away. You know, now we see through a dark glass darkly. And, you know, we think, you know, I was young, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. And he talks about when that which is perfect has come, we'll have full knowledge. We'll know as we're known, he actually says. And we actually don't know as we're known yet. So the in part, the gifts haven't ceased yet. However, what's interesting about that, him using that, I thought, wow, when Paul says we prophesy in part, that means he says, he's revealing to us, God reveals to those who, you know, in the first century had the gift of prophecy, he reveals to them part of the reality that he wants to reveal, not the whole picture. We don't see the whole thing. Not that you will get things wrong and you'll be a false prophet and then you could just make up for it by getting something right here and there. So he's totally abusing the scripture. I was like, where's the door, man? And now this guy's back prophesying again and making more false prophecies. Yeah, it's something that is is quite interesting that I see from those in the quote-unquote prophetic movement is they seem to say, well, we would look at a text like in Deuteronomy, right, where it specifically states if somebody comes and gives a prophecy and it does not come to pass, that you should not fear this person. They are not a true prophet of God. They didn't, spoken, yeah. he, he has, God has not spoken to that person. And they are a false prophet. In fact, in that time, they would be stoned to death. That's right. So, I mean, we're talking about something very serious. But for some reason, when Jesus promised the Holy Spirit, <laughs> right, from John 14 through 16, and when Jesus specifically says that he would come and lead us into all truth. For some reason, under the new covenant, we have a dimmer light than the prophets yeah. in the Old Testament. Yeah. Is that what I'm supposed to believe? I, I cannot come to a place where I'm reading the scripture and think that now, while, while every believer has the Holy Spirit living inside of them, now we see through the glass even more darkly than back then, right? Hmm. And that now the requirements for a true or false prophecy are lowered now with those, with everyone with the Holy Spirit who's a believer. It's just, I can't see that ever taking place scripturally. And Chris Vallotton, as you mentioned, not only prophesied falsely, Jeremiah Johnson not only prophesied falsely, and Jeremiah Johnson, we, last year, one of our biggest shows was going through Jeremiah Johnson's false prophecy, going through how he stumbled a man by prophesying that he was going to get all these things at his work, and then he got fired, and the guy's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, and then we went through in our series on Bethel over and over again, Chris Vallotton not only asking for the mantle of William Branham, our arch heretic who denied the denied Trinity, the Trinity which say it's we from the devil. On, we play it on air. Where he Amen. Says, Trinity's of the devil. But also you, ha you ha are required to sin against God to graduate from the Bethel School of Wizardry. You are required to sin against God because they make you falsely prophesy before you can graduate. Yeah. That's not my words. They say you're That's not Bill a true Johnson's. prophet of God, Bill Johnson. We play it until you make some false prophecies. Hmm. That's wicked, man. And that, that shows you if Bill Johnson thinks he speaks for God, that means he knows he's made false prophecies too. And a lot of those people are young people. And that just... In, in, my, in all honesty, I see Luke 17. I see Jesus talking about woe to the one by which they stumble. I see him yeah. warning about this. Better a millstone wrapped around your neck. This is why we don't just say, oh, Bethel, we have some differences in opinions. No, it's deadly. This is Spiritually dangerous. deadly. That's for eternity. And he spoke of the, the death penalty, Chad. Here's a few verses yeah. on that and also on how to test a prophet. Deuteronomy 18, 20 through 22. The prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, uh, e.g., you know, Jeremiah Johnson, Morris Murillo, uh, you know, Chris Volleton, on and on and on, on, right? That I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of the other gods, that same prophet shall die. 
So a prophet who speaks words that he did not command him to speak in his name, that prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how may we know the word of the Lord uh, has not been spoken? That's a good question. When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the word does not come to pass or come true, that is the word that the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You need not to be afraid of him. Here's another one, Deuteronomy 13.5. That prophet or dreamer dreamer must be put to death for inciting rebellion against the Lord your God. Uh, Deuteronomy 13.9. Instead, you must surely kill him. Uh, your hand must be first against him to put him to death and then the hands of all the people. Now, of course, we're not under the theocracy of Israel. We don't put false prophets to death. But the scripture do, scriptures do say that all liars will go to the lake of fire. And, you know, Chris Vallotton says, you know, well, I made these false prophecies, but I'm not a false prophet. That's like a guy going around lying and you say, man, you lie and lie and lie. Yeah, but I'm not a liar. You know, no, you're a liar and he's a false prophet. And there's many scriptures that warn us, not just in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament as well. First John 4, 1, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Brothers and sisters, these guys aren't just plain either. When you have these religious leaders, these spiritual leaders who keep prophesying in the name of the Lord and leading people astray, oftentimes there's a demon behind what they're doing. Okay, because Satan is a father of lies. You can't just think, oh, that's a, that guy's a nice guy. I mean, you know, he gets some of his prophecies, right? No, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle. Second Peter 2, 1. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And when Peter says there were false prophets among the people, the false prophets were constantly prophesying false peace. They're constantly, read Jeremiah 13, read chapter Ezekiel 23. You'll see all these the, the, these visions and these statements about this false peace that's coming. And you remember, uh, we've talked about this guy before with regard to the tribulation coming up. They were going to go through a 70-year tribulation under Nebuchadnezzar. And what was happening? You had all these false prophets arising, and you had a false prophet named Hananiah, who named, named, meant grace of God. And I don't have time to get into the whole story, but he was basically, he threw the yoke off of Jeremiah. He said, look, Jeremiah was wearing a yoke, you know, like former like a cross. We're going into captivity, 70 years. He threw it down. He told Jeremiah he was a false prophet. And Jeremiah just rebuked him two different times. Once he said, you know, you know, a prophet will be known by his words if peace comes to pass. But before you, there's been prophesies of desolations and war. And you're prophesying peace. Then God says, go back to him. God wanted a stronger word from Jeremiah, right from him. And he says, you're counseling my children in rebellion. You know, and he was just saying, you're not going to go through that 70 years. He wasn't telling them to follow Baal. He wasn't saying to worship Moloch. He wasn't saying, cast your children in the fire like some of the other false prophets. But he was in big trouble because he was denying that they're going to go through heavy times. And guess what? These false prophets in the NAR movement, New Apostolic Reformation, they're saying, no, oh, hard times aren't coming. The kingdom of God is coming. We're to take over the world for Jesus. And Trump is... God's man. I mean, I heard them over and over and yeah. over again say mm -hmm. Trump is God's man for the hour and he's leading the world into this, 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 you know, this, the, the kingdom of the kingdom of age. And guess what, man? They're in huge trouble. And you know what? We have to be very, very careful. Jeremiah 14, 14 says, And the Lord said to me, The prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I did not send them, nor did I command them to speak to them or speak to them. They are prophesying to you a lying vision, worthless divination, and deceit. Out of their own minds, Jeremiah 23, 16. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, don't spend your time listening to the latest person who claims to be a prophet. Read the word of God. Pray that God would give you a love for his truth. You know, open up his word. If you truly cry out to God, 
and, and, and seek his word, the Holy Spirit will, will just open your eyes to the word of God and it'll become more and more precious to you. The Bible says of itself over and over again that his words are more precious than silver and gold and than, than buried treasure. We need to treasure his word. It's life, guys. It's beautiful. It's living. It's active. It's the, the word of the spirit. Jesus warned that if false Christ and false prophets will rise, he said, showing great signs and wonders, deceiving if possible, even the very elect. So even if they get some of their prophecies right, like he said, hey, I prophesied as impeachment. Hey, I prophesied he'd, he'd become president. Well, that if you get some right that are astonishing, that's not very astonishing, though. But if you get some <laughs> right that are astonishing, you got my attention, too. That means you're probably demonic if you're also making false prophecies. You're demonic either way as a liar if you don't repent. But it means you're being used by demons if you're getting these things quite correct. Matthew 7, 15 just says, watch out for false prophets. This is from Jesus. They come, they come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are, are ferocious or ravenous wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. What's the fruit of an apple tree? Apples. What's the fruit of an orange tree? Oranges. What's the fruit of a false prophet? False, false prophecies. prophecies. Amen. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? And he goes on. By the way, a few verses later, he says this. This sounds a lot like Bethel right here. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to you on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? He says many. Man, I've been a Christian for a while. Now you're seeing many, and here they are, and they're prophesying. But he said he'll tell them, well, go away from me, you evildoers. Brothers and sisters, make sure you're not following the evildoers. Follow Jesus. Follow his word. Let's be true to his word and continue to follow him together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to the Good Fight Radio Show brought to you by Good Fight Ministries. If you're blessed by this show and would like to partner with us, please consider visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com goodfight. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 2202, Simi Valley, California, 93062. Or call us toll free at 1-866-JC-TRUTH. That's 1-866-528-7884. We hope you'll tune in next time on the Good Fight Radio Show.